What's going on everyone? I'm Chase and this is my continuing coverage of What If, the new Marvel animated show that hits Disney Plus every single Wednesday. Last week was episode one and we got to see Peggy Carter get injected with the serum and she got to don the shield as Captain Carter while Steve Rogers went on his own path. Very fun little episode, uh, just a lot of story jam-packed in 30 minutes. It was really fun to see. It was like its own little mini movie. So with episode two, now we have T'Challa uh, instead of Peter Quill getting picked up by Yondu and becoming Star-Lord. So we get to kind of see that adventure happen in space. You know, his adventure in Wakanda is is not the, the, the path we see in the movies. Now we get to see him kind of explore in the cosmic realm. So uh, just like I did with episode one, uh, I will talk about my general thoughts on the episode and then I will dive into more of the fun little surprises. Uh, not really spoilers at this point, they're just fun little surprises um, at the very end of this. So, But I'll give you a fair warning. I'm not going to just <laughs> jump that on to you guys like, hey, this actually happened and then uh, people just hate me on the internet. But no, so uh, with this episode, I thought it was really interesting to see uh, T'Challa take over space, uh, kind of like how he takes over Wakanda, you know, he is royalty, he is king uh, as Black Panther, everyone knows him, he is powerful, he has the presence of a king. With this one, he is kind of just an average person, but people still know him. So in this multiverse, it really didn't matter if he was going to be king of Wakanda or be a, a thief in space. People know who he is. So it seems like no matter what, T'Challa's destiny was to always be a leader of the pack, be a influence, be someone that people know and can look up to and respect. And that's pretty cool. So it didn't matter what multiverse he was going to be plopped in. That was going to always be his path, uh, whether it be, like I said, a king of a, um, you know, a country or, uh, or, you know, just going throughout space and hanging out with the Andu. People know who he is. So I thought that was really cool. Um, it also makes a huge difference when you can get the voice actors to come back. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. This is his last performance uh, as uh, T'Challa, and it was really sad uh, just knowing, like, when the episode ended, you're like, Oh, this is it, and you're just like, that's. Uh, I hate that. I hate. I hate this whole feeling. So, um, yes, uh, his performance as T'Challa always great, charismatic, and I think uh, bringing that charisma into a Star Lord, which is what you know Chris Pratt does with Peter Quill, it works. Like, cause he he has like this this slyness to them. He has this quickness about him, but he still feels like a leader. Like he you can kind of joke around with him, but you also want to listen to him and uh take orders from him like he it, it's a, a really great kind of combination and i think it, it works and i think you know pitching t'challa as peter quill is, is genius on, on that front so and you can definitely tell in the voice performances the uh the the energy coming out of chadwick boseman or michael rooker uh sean gunn makes his appearance uh jaiman hansu comes back like uh they all just seem to have a lot of fun with it. And like I said with episode one, it makes a huge difference when you get these actors to come back. Uh, 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 Benicio Del Toro did come back for this episode, and The Collector has humongous screen time uh, in this episode. So just like I said last week with Chris Evans, it's like you couldn't squeeze this in. Like I get it, people are busy. Um but yeah, uh, it, it was nice to see uh, most of the people come back. 
and just provide uh, their voices to their characters. Um, animation, like I said in the first one, translates really well into this one because with the first one, uh, I, I mentioned it, it looked like uh, Iron Giant, uh, the rotoscope painting stuff that Richard Linklater does, like a scanner darkly, <laughs> crazy nights in like anime. And it, it, it translates to this one as well. But what's really cool about this episode is it's in space. So there's a lot more um, to see in this animated form. And it just, it looks stunning. And I, I absolutely loved every single location and set piece that they went to. Uh, just like within the first Guardians, it's very imaginative. It's, it's just this nice open world. It's atmospheric. And it really adds that type of uh, level to the animated form as well. So... Yeah, I think the animation here is just absolutely stunning. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how you could get this animation to dip down in quality over the course of the episodes there in this season. So oh, you're going to hear me say that for pretty much every single uh, episode unless something really bad happens. But really cool to see uh, not only the ground level in episode one, but now Cosmic Realm in episode two. Um, yes, fun little adventure for sure. Uh, it, it's, it starts out, you know, pretty predictable. Like he's just kind of taking the steps of Peter Quill and then it kind of just goes off and does its own thing. And like, before you get to the, the climax of the third act, you're like, you're, you're super invested and you're like, I, I want to see this in live action. Like this would be, this would be really cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I really enjoyed this one quite a bit. And I, like I said, I think having Chadwick Boseman come back and do, T'Challa, um, as the lead, just really made a huge difference. So uh, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the fight um, between him and the Collector because Collector is the the bad guy in this uh, episode. I don't think that's like a huge surprise or anything. Um, really cool to see because uh, you you know the Collector has a bunch of stuff in his possession, right? So imagine if a lot of that stuff was freed uh, and fighting along uh, next to him. So. Yeah, uh, fun episode. Really loved it. I think I might like this one uh, more than the first one so far. So it's just, you know, those are that's how I'm kind of gauging it so far. I, I like the first one quite a bit. This one is my favorite so far. And then uh, next week we'll get to episode three. Okay, fun little surprises. Here we go. Three, two, one. All right. Thanos uh, makes a return uh, and Josh Brolin voices him. That's cool. Uh, thank you, Mr. Bullen, for doing that. Benicia Del Toro, where were you at? You were not that busy. Uh, he's going to come find this and be like, all right, I'm going to go hunt this guy down. Um, yes, so Thanos comes back, voiced by Josh Brolin. And interesting little thing is that in this universe, he's trying to take over everything. He wants to wipe away. He still has the same philosophies he's always had. He just hasn't completed them yet. And people don't take him serious. And I'm wondering if it's just because, like, you know, in this multiverse, there's a lot more powerful players at, at play um, that are going against Thanos to where, like, Thanos feels a little hesitant to complete his goal. Um, so that's why he never actually does it. It's just all talk. Uh, all talk, no game. So uh, I, I thought that was interesting. Like, he still wants to do it. Um, but it's more like in a jokey way and people take it as a joke, but I think in the back of his mind, he wants to still try to do it, but, uh, maybe it's because T'Challa is Star-Lord and maybe just Thanos feels threatened, uh, to not complete, 
you know, what he wants to do. So I, I thought that was really cool. Um, uh, Nebula also makes a appearance. Uh, I believe Karen Gillan uh, comes back to voice. Really cool hair. Uh, she's got this long kind of blonde hair. Uh, really interesting look for her. I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, she provides a lot of context for the plot. Uh, and she's really just kind of like the linchpin in uh, the whole entire plan. So she's kind of important uh, for the episode. But a fun little kind of surprise from her. And then at the very end, uh, it cuts to Earth. And Peter Quill is uh, mopping. Uh, I don't know what that hand movement was. Don't don't capture that. Make that gif. Please don't do that. So uh, he, he is mopping. Uh, at a uh, his 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 fast food restaurant job, and ego walks in, and he I forgot what he says, but it's basically to the tune of like you know uh, we have a lot to talk about or like hello son or just something like that, and so uh, it kind of sets off a different path for Peter Quill on Earth, and it's at the oh it's at the Dairy Queen excuse me, uh, which took place in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, uh, so I thought that was correct. Cool kind of cool i'd be like man i want to see like part two to this now so um yeah so those were the only like real surprises for this episode nothing really too intense uh but a a good little episode indeed i hope everyone enjoys it and uh i i want to see more of chadwick boseman but unfortunately i uh, just rest in peace sir i just when you watch this like it just it, it just kind of crushes you and you know mm. It's just a lot. So, okay. So, let me know down below what you thought of um, episode two of What If. Um, also, I, I forgot to mention this in episode one, but uh, Jeffrey Wright is the voice of the Watcher. And the Watcher is the one that's watching over everything. That even cuts to some scenes where, like, the Watcher is, like, behind a planner or, like, kind of looking off into the distance. And, like, he's the one observing all this stuff. So, you know, he observed even the live action timeline that we've, we've been seeing and he's observing all the multiverses that are spreading out and stuff. So I forgot to mention in episode one, I love his voice. He provides that narrator feel, uh, like, like the twilight zone. Like I mentioned in the first episode, I was like, this feels like a twilight zone episode. Duh. Because, uh, the watcher is like Rod Sterling in that, in that sense. So we got to mention, make that connection, but I, I did it here. So, but yes, he, he, he continues to make his, um, narration feel just powerful and have that presence and i, I just I, I love his voice <laughs> as the watcher so yes uh, let me know what you thought of episode two down below and uh tune in next week for episode three uh i'm excited to talk about that one too it's uh completely different <laughs> than the first two but hey keep them coming make these all different uh take us all on a little adventure so uh, that will do it for this coverage of what if episode two i'm chase lee and tune in next week for episode three goodbye everybody